0: Locked on Golden Gophers, Nate Dickinson with you here. Thanks for joining us as we wrap up the week on a Friday. Not a great day to be a Gopher basketball fan. Tough loss to Northwestern, we're going to break it all down later on in the show. And also coming up, we'll take a look ahead for the Gopher team. A big game against Nebraska coming up tomorrow as Minnesota's desperate for a win in the Big Ten as the Gophers slide out of the field of 68 in our Lenardi update we'll have in a moment. But also... Minnesota looking to find some answers. What to do without Gabe Kalsher? Is Liam Robbins going to be able to play anytime soon after he missed the Northwestern game? That's all coming up later on in the program as we look ahead and the Gophers take to the road again. Somewhere where it's been well documented. They haven't been able to pick up a win all season. That's what's coming up today to end the week here on Locked On Golden Gophers. But before we get to all that, of course, we'll give you all the news you need to know going on around the University of Minnesota. First off, I think we had this yesterday, but I wanted to make sure we got it. Pro Day for Minnesota football has been announced as April 1st. That's according to Kalen Jones from The Ringer. The NFL announced all the pro games for a bunch of different schools, and he was the first to report it out. So April 1st, April Fool's Day, reportedly when the Gophers will have their chance to show off to the NFL teams. Elsewhere, we'll start off with the good news from yesterday in results from Gopher Sports. Track and field teams are over at the Big Ten Indoor Championships in Geneva, Ohio. The women have the lead after day one. Men are in second place. Women team took a championship in the distance medley relay. And also Bethany Haas won the 3,000 individually for the women as well. Elsewhere, men's swimming and diving as well as women's swimming and diving are in action in the Big Ten Championships as well. Both teams in 6th place after the next day of competition that we had. Women improving from 8th yesterday. The men, again, at 6th place after the Thursday action. Men's soccer and men's basketball were the only other teams in action yesterday. We already told you basketball lost 67-59 to to Northwestern. We'll talk about that one in a minute. Men's soccer also lost at Michigan on the road two to nothing, the final score early in their season. As far as Minnesota scores for today, There's a whole lot on the schedule for Friday. Women's golf is on the road in Tallahassee, where it will play up against Florida State and a couple other schools as well. Men's gymnastics is starting up in the Winter Cup in Indianapolis. Of course, more swimming and track and field, which we'll update you on on Monday. Men's tennis has Northwestern at 3 p.m. today. Softball has a doubleheader against Maryland. It's in Florida at 3.15 and 6 p.m. Can't play softball in Minnesota right now. The women's gymnastics team has a Big Five meet in Maryland. Women's tennis is at Northwestern at 4 p.m. today and postponed volleyball at home against Michigan. There's a whole bunch going on over the weekend for the Gophers as well, but I've already listed a whole lot of stuff and I don't want to bore you, so we'll go over everything on Monday that happened over the weekend. Before we get into everything that happened last night with Minnesota and Northwestern on the hardwood at the barn, it's time for another Lenardi update after another tough loss for Minnesota. All right, so Lenardi's in full swing right now. This is his time. He's got updates every single day before and after games, which means he updated us after Minnesota's loss yesterday. And right now he has the Gophers in a field of 68 positioned at the first team out of the NCAA tournament, which means the Gophers would be team number 69 out of 68. Nice, but not quite Good enough to get yourself into the NCAA tournament field. Minnesota with the loss fell one spot down, getting jumped by Colorado State, which did not play yesterday. Minnesota, again, the first out of the first four teams out. Stanford, as we tweeted out on our Twitter account, at LO Golden Gophers, if you want to give us a follow. Stanford had a chance to end up jumping Minnesota as well with a win over Oregon. That did not happen. They lost to the Ducks, so Minnesota's still on top of the Cardinal, but by just one spot. Stanford right there looking and with opportunities to jump the Gophers as well with their schedule the rest of the way. So Minnesota not looking great right now as far as the NCAA tournament goes. Minnesota out of the field for the first time in a long time. This team was like an 8-9 seed less than a month ago. The magic of the home wins is fading fast after another home loss, this time to a Northwestern team that's probably the worst of the season. And the team can't seem to compete while it's this hurt. That being said, it's still not over right now. We broke down earlier this week. Minnesota has a chance to get itself three Big Ten wins. And when you look at the rest of the bubble, I'm talking about even just the three teams right above Minnesota, Colorado State, Xavier, and UConn. Now, the rest of the way, everybody can win out. And maybe Minnesota gets in, maybe it doesn't. But I'm just saying that if Minnesota wins out going into its conference tournament, as does everybody else, Minnesota's going to have Big Ten wins. Nobody else on this bubble's going to have that, except for Michigan State, who's making a sudden charge into that bubble picture, too. Minnesota still has a shot. This season is not over, as some people were so easy to jump to during that game. And I get you're frustrated as it's happening yesterday. But Lenardi still has Minnesota as just the first team out. And the three teams above them are all not mid-majors, but not the Big Ten. Minnesota can still make this tournament without any help, I believe. If you went out, you get a couple of road wins, and you're going into the Big Ten tournament with nine Big Ten wins. Three of them against, again, Ohio State, Michigan, and Iowa. I know it's a long time ago. I know this isn't that team. But the selection committee still going to look at that. This season is far from over, I can guarantee that. Maybe you think that Minnesota isn't going to be able to compete and it's over in that way, sure. But as far as just what's on paper and what Minnesota can do, there's still plenty of opportunity to nudge your way back into this field of 68. And even do it without having to have some sort of big run in the Big Ten tournament. This team's not done yet. It's fading away quickly. But this team can still do it all. It can still get these three wins, get a win in the Big Ten tournament. Again, that all depends on how the seeding works out. But I think there's still enough there for Minnesota to get into this field without having to really get any sort of huge wins. Yeah, beat Rutgers at home to end the year. But I'm not asking you to beat like whoever the two or three seed is in the Big Ten tournament in the second round. I still think that's not something Minnesota needs. That being said, I'm asking this team to win 3-4 games, and while I'm doing that, I'm thinking that this is still the team from a month ago. Not only is Minnesota not playing as well as it was then, it just doesn't have the manpower it did. Gabe Kalsher is not going to be a part of this stretch. Who knows if Liam Robbins will be now. I'm still having trouble wrapping it around my own mind that this team is so, so different from the one that was able to knock off some of the best in the country earlier in the season. Because I know that a lot of the talent's still there. Minnesota might not be the team it was a month ago with the players it has out on the court right now, but it shouldn't be losing to Northwestern. We know Minnesota's better than that. So right now, I think there's a chance that Minnesota can still get in without having to rely on some other schools above it losing games. But. That being said, I don't know if this team has it right now. Because it certainly hasn't shown any signs of it. I still want to believe there's the, there's the ability there. But I, I don't know. I don't know if it can make up the loss of Gabe Kalsher. I don't know if Liam Robbins can't play. How much Minnesota can do without both those guys out there for any sort of time. It's not looking good. But Minnesota does have the opportunity for this season to not be over yet. Not yet is it time to wave the white flag, start thinking about hockey postseason, start thinking about next fall in football, or anything like that. Coming up in a minute, we're going to break down a little bit more about what happened on the, well miserable loss to watch for minnesota against northwestern that's coming up in just a moment but first after we give you all the info you need on the gophers you can take it on over to bet online and make some money off of it bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action football might be over but of course college basketball still in full swing and the nba and nhl are here too BetOnline even covers award shows, TV shows, and reality TV, too. They got you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. You can head over to their website and sign up today to receive a 50% bo- welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code On. That's promo code Locked On at BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Again, we'll talk Minnesota Northwestern in just a moment here on Locked On Golden Gophers. I'm Nate Dickinson, here on a Friday on the Locked On Podcast Network. Welcome back to the Locked On Golden Gophers podcast. Nate Dickinson with you. Today on the Locked On Today podcast, Is the relationship broken between Russell Wilson and the Seahawks? That's on today's episode of Locked On Today, where they give you everything you need to know about all of the sports world, all in 20 minutes or less. It's the same format you love out of the Locked On podcasts, only they'll cover everything, including Russell Wilson and the Seahawks. Tough situation with him. It doesn't want to trade, but also if you want to trade him, here are the teams that you want to go to. It's Mixed signals right now for the Seattle quarterback. They cover it over on Locked On today on today's show. Right now on today's show, Locked On Golden Gophers, though, we're going to break down what might be the toughest loss of the season. Both given the team that Minnesota lost to, the fashion in which it lost that game, and also where we're at in the season with Minnesota sitting right on the edge of the NCAA tournament bubble. This seemed to be one that the Gophers really couldn't afford to lose. As we broke down, season's still far from over, and Minnesota's still, according to Joe Lenardi, just one team away from being back in the field of 68, something I think Gopher fans might find a little hard to believe right now. But there's still chances to win games, but this Northwestern loss was a game that if Minnesota had won, obviously it doesn't really help you all that much, but it hurts you a whole lot to fall to the Wildcats, especially at home, in the worst home loss of the season. Because we talked about it with Big Ten Ben yesterday. Minnesota has things on its resume that are really good. Wins over Iowa, Michigan, and Ohio State. Impeccable home record, which would imply that maybe on a neutral coach, Court Minnesota wouldn't be able to play so well, but at the same time, the Gophers have shown the skill to be able to play with the best of the best. And really, when you're looking at a selection committee for the NCAA tournament, that's one of the things they're going to look for. So there's definitely big pluses on the Gophers' resume. And Big Ten Ben was pointing out that right now, the Gophers don't all really have that many negatives. There's the road record that Minnesota hasn't won away from the barn, but you couldn't really add all that much to that. At least that's what Ben was trying to point to. Not having the road wins is one thing. If Minnesota has another thing that they can point to and say, well, what about this? That's when things get a little bit sticky. Honestly, with this one loss, you now have it. Because not only did Minnesota lose to Northwestern, you lose to Northwestern at home. The place that was supposed to be the hallowed grounds for Minnesota basketball. The place where magically the Gophers were able to be one of the best teams In not just the Big Ten, but the entire country with their record there at the barn. Losing to Northwestern takes away a lot of that. And again, the Gophers can still make this tournament. And I really don't even know how much weight the committee would put on the Gophers' home record itself. The wins, obviously, at home would be great and have a whole lot of weight. But I don't know how much everyone's saying, oh, well, this team's able to win where it's most comfortable. How much of a plus is that? But it was really the only thing the Gophers had that home record and the big wins inside of that home record. And now that does have a bit of a blemish on it. So just looking big picture, losing to Northwestern's huge. Again, biggest loss of the season for the Gophers because it was at home, because it's the end of the season, and also because Northwestern had lost 13 games in a row. This was not a team that was coming into the barn hot by any means. There was a stretch in that 13-game losing streak where the Wildcats lost six in a row by double digits. As I mentioned yesterday, as far as games in the Big Ten go, this was as easy as it gets. Doesn't mean it's easy, but Northwestern and Nebraska, those are the two easiest teams to beat in this conference. Minnesota just lost to one, has another one on the road tomorrow. I don't know how you can be feeling good about it with what we saw yesterday from the Gophers. This team started out on a 17-3 run. It was looking so, so good at the start. It seemed like the Gophers were at least able to play some sort of defense without Gabe Kalsher. That lasted for about a quarter of the game. And then it just fell apart like it has seemingly every game the last few weeks. Whether it's across halftime like it was against Illinois, whether it's blowing what looked like a safe lead really early and a game that could have been a blowout for the Gophers yesterday against Northwestern, this team's finding new ways to lose games, which is not what you want to have at the end of February going into March. Coming up in a minute, we're going to talk about what happens next for Minnesota. Nebraska is on Saturday. Liam Robbins was not in the lineup against Northwestern yesterday. What does this team look like? What is it able to do, given how little it's been able to do without Gabe Kalsher, if Liam Robbins isn't playing either? We're going to talk about all that in a minute right here on the Locked On Golden Gophers podcast. Nate Dickinson with you here on Locked On. Nate Dickinson back here wrapping up the week on Locked On Golden Gophers. Go behind the scenes of the game you love and get all sides of the story with the Rejecting the Screen podcast. Every week, Noah Kozlov and Adam Stanko get personal while interviewing NBA players, coaches, media members, all the people who make the association happen. Subscribe to Rejecting the Screen wherever you get podcasts. I'm guessing wherever you're listening to this one right now. All right, well, let's look ahead for the Minnesota Gophers. We've done enough sulking in what happened last night against Northwestern. We've already talked about what it did for the Gophers tournament hopes. Now let's look ahead, see what Minnesota can do as it faces off against Nebraska tomorrow, and also try to answer more questions about what's going on with the Gophers' injury situation. Liam Robbins not playing against Northwestern yesterday. Let's start by talking about Robbins, because... If he's out for an extended period of time, or really any more time, the Gophers are going to have to really figure out what they're doing on defense in a way that they hadn't been able to while Robbins was on the floor and Gabe Kalsher was sitting out. So if they get rid of Robbins, the primary defender inside, when he's not in foul trouble too, this team's not looking like anything that can compete in the Big Ten, at least not defensively, and we saw that against Northwestern yesterday. I do think that the game last night was a bit of a test for Richard Patino. I hope that Liam Robbins is okay. And that Pitino was kind of going in thinking, this is Northwestern. If there's any team that we're going to be able to beat without Robbins, it's this one that's lost 13 in a row. Let's sit him out today. He is hurt. It's not like he was just trying this. Try and get him more healthy. And let's at least see what it looks like without him out there get him out against Northwestern, see what it looks like, see if, say, maybe we could also keep him out against, like, Nebraska tomorrow, and then see if he can get completely healthy for the home stretch. That, I think, a good plan. Unfortunately, it didn't work out the way he would have liked it to. Minnesota loses the game by 8, and while the big men scoring inside wasn't the big problem for Northwestern, I don't know if Minnesota is able to do a whole lot more with Robbins out there on the court. But it still was obvious that Minnesota was not the same team, whether it was Kalsher not being there or Robbins not being there this time. Losing to Northwestern wasn't expected, though. So I do think, and I, I hope that's what happened. If we don't see Liam Robbins against Nebraska, then I think it might be safe to assume he won't be there for, like, the next week or so. I don't know, obviously but we need to figure out what exactly is going forward with him because there's enough of a problem over with Gabe Kalscher not playing perimeter defense. If Liam Robbins isn't in there leading the interior defense, it could get even uglier than what we have right now. Moving away from that and looking just at the game tomorrow against Nebraska, uh, this is a team Minnesota played not too long ago. Beat by 18 at home, but again, that was a very different Gopher roster. For instance, Gabe Kalshert led the team with 13 shots taken in that game. He won't take any this time around. Uh, Liam Robbins didn't do much. He did foul out after only 14 minutes of play on the court, so at least there's some evidence that the Gophers are going to be able to maybe play with Nebraska, at least without Robbins out there if he does have to sit. Uh, It was the start of the coming out party for Jamal Mashburn Jr. that game. He played 29 minutes, which was the most of the season for him in the five games since. He's topped that three times. Also had 11 points in that game, which was also a season high for Mashburn. He's since topped that total four times. So it was kind of the start of Mashburn really seeing the amount of time that he's been getting now. And then, of course, Gabe Kalscher goes out. He gets pushed into the starting lineup. And Richard Pitino may be forced to give him more time than he would have liked to, as we've talked about before already. It's desperation time now. There's no doubt about that. But you still need to get wins here to have any sort of chance. And a win against Nebraska is absolutely necessary. It's on the road, which would give the Gophers their first win away from the barn all season. And that will help the resume too. I know it's a hard time to follow this team. But you have to realize that the Gophers are still in it. And this is what it is about college sports. This is why people keep watching until the end of the season. It does such a good job. The way both football and basketball are designed. These sports do such a good job of keeping teams in it. Of making Gopher fans feel like they still have a chance. In the NBA or NFL, their standings. You know exactly when you can't win anymore. Gophers don't. Both football field and basketball court. If you're in it, you're likely going to be in it until close to the very end. So can it be torturous at some times? Yeah, no doubt about it. Certainly isn't fun to be a gopher basketball fan right now. But you have to remember, gophers are still in it. The sport is designed for the gophers to still be in it. And I really do think that if they can win these three games and win in the Big Ten tournament, there's plenty of scenarios where everybody else does enough to get the gophers back in the field. So keep watching. It may still get uglier before it gets prettier, but right now Minnesota still has plenty of opportunity to fix it before the season's totally, totally lost. This has been Locked On Golden Gophers here. Nate Dickinson with you every single weekday. Follow us on Twitter at LO Golden Gophers. We'll live tweet throughout the game tomorrow against Nebraska. You can follow my personal Twitter as well at Nate with Sports. At Nate with Sports for me, at LO Golden Gophers on Twitter for the podcast. We'll be back next week with a breakdown of everything that happens over the weekend and every single day after that, too. Until then, Nate Dickinson, you're listening to Locked On Golden Gophers.